Hey, Lowell listeners, if you're looking for something just a little bit different in your Irish merch, why don't you head on over to the HLS store? You can reach it by going to herloyalsons.com slash store. Check out all kinds of different designs for t-shirts, masks, children's apparel, sweatshirts, stickers, magnets, you name it. Our T Public stores probably have it. Again, head over to herloyalsons.com slash store. Welcome to another Picks Podcast over here at Her Little Sons. I'm your host, Brian Ritter. You can call me ND Tex. And as always, you can catch us live over here at twitch.tv slash Her Little Sons. Make sure you also subscribe to the podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever you happen to get your podcast feeds at. Make sure you join the HLS community and Discord over on herlittlesons.com slash Discord. And of course, you can always find us at our home at herlittlesons.com. And with that said, it is time to bring in Eddie. Eddie, how are you doing? Hey, buddy. I'm uh, I'm doing all right. Last week was a good week for us that was so close to being a great week for us. Oh, I know. We were just a couple points, and uh, we really would have caught back up. But uh, we're still tied since, obviously, we were hand in hand. But we did go over 500, so hope you didn't completely fade us. That brings us to 46, 50, and 1 by my count, Eddie. I believe you have the same. Yes, sir. Awesome. Well, we have two weeks left into our, our little gentleman's wager for $100 to my Extra Life campaign over at extralife.ndtext.com or gaminforaven.com. And yeah, uh, I'm hoping I can finally pull one out, but we have a weird mystery bye week. We weren't expecting this, and then... Dabo whined and complained, and then the ACC gave him what he wanted and said, hey, we got to be fair, and Notre Dame, you're not playing Wake Forest anymore, so here we are. We will have the normal six picks that I pull out of the hat, and Eddie will bring out two since we are now in a bye week. Should be some fun, and and let's see if we can get some separation between us, Eddie. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like the whole walking hand-in-hand, hand, although <laughs> we, were, we were two plays away from six and one, so... I guess it could have gone worse for us, but uh, yeah, let's go, baby. All right, we bring up the beautiful board, and we start with all the Big Ten. Interesting things are going down around here in the Big Ten. And in this case, we start out with Illinois on the road against number 14 Northwestern, who has clinched their spot in the Big Ten title game, which will now feature Ohio State. It did come down today that the rulings of minimum games got waived because, oh, hey, guess what? The Big Ten likes money and Ohio State's their only shot at the playoffs. So that will still happen. But Northwestern will still have to play, even though Michigan will be unable to play in the game against Ohio State. 14 and a half point favorites are the Wildcats at home. Total in this one is barely above 40. 40 and a half. Who do you got, Eddie? Well, first, want to congratulate Jim Harbaugh on not losing to Ohio State for the first year in his career. <laughs> That's a, a really great accomplishment. I'm sure he's very proud. Um, ah, this this line, 
But, you know, Northwestern finally got exposed last week as we've been waiting to happen. But, God, this Illinois team is really, really bad. But you set it with the total at 40 and a half. There's not going to be any points here. And I don't know about you, but I can't lay essentially three scores with Northwestern. I I think there's a very decent possibility that they win by 14. But with that hook there, I can't take it. Give me a... Uh, Ugh, give me Illinois. Yeah, over two scores is too much. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, but I also share the same fears because Illinois is a really, really bad football team. Uh, but as I said, also, the other factor you got to bring into this beyond the fact that you have to worry about Northwestern putting up points is we, we've talked about this before about motivation. And man, it's got to be an all time low. You know that your opponent is not having to play your opponent's going to be the best that you face all season just a week from now while you want to be in tip-top shape you're also you're gonna you're gonna restrain yourself you you might come in a little bit sleepy it doesn't matter if you lose the game because they're not getting in the playoffs what are they and who knows if there's even going to be a bowl game for them on the other side of this that's another thing that we aren't sure about a lot of these teams so I don't see it happening. I don't see Northwestern of all teams coming out with their hair on fire, even if it is against a hapless Illinois team. Illinois ain't going to surprise anybody, but Northwestern, like you said, that's that's essentially asking for a three-score win. Oh, buddy, I can't do that with Northwestern. So go ahead and give me the Illini. We're going to head over into the ACC, and this is a weird game. And we're mostly picking it to uh, discuss other things going on around one of these teams we're talking about wake force and louisville 64 is your total louisville is a two-point favorite at home and i'm gonna go ahead and get the pick out of the way um i'm taking wake force and i would take them straight up to win because if you haven't noticed uh sutterfield over at louisville has decided to interview for the south carolina job after basically just showing up at Louisville. This is his second year there. He actively denied that he was going to go interview for it and then went into a press conference talking about some kind of garbage about how players got to be all in. They don't have families to worry about. They're three or four years and out. Coaches got to worry about their careers, man. All that negativity going around, the fact that this is already a bullshit year as it is, and Wake Forest has to be a little angry as well that they're not getting a shot at the number two team in the country. So you got what I have a feeling has to be disgruntled players in one locker room, a very good offense that is probably disgruntled for all the wrong reasons and wants to actually take it out on somebody. So I will take the team that is probably going to take it out for somebody. I just don't see Louisville being up for this one. It's a worthless game no matter what. But damn, if I'm Wake, I'm I'm really looking to take out some anger on somebody and and walking out of the game saying, yeah, you motherfuckers should have let us have a shot at number two. We could have handled it. So go ahead and give me Wake. Who do you got? Uh, I'm, I'm with you for the exact same reasons. It's funny. I mean, Satterfield just kept digging deeper. He even <laughs> after, I don't know if it was at the same press conference or after uh, somebody said, okay, but you're not going to do any more interviewing, are you? I never said that. Oh, God, uh, I didn't catch that. Yeah, if there are opportunities, there are opportunities. I'm not going to say that I'm not going to listen. Why? Which, here's the, here's the thing. That's fine. Everyone knows how this works. But don't say the quiet part out loud. 
mean, we feel like we've gone over this so many times. It's the Dabo disease, man. It's like, yes, they're going to ask you the question, but you don't have to answer it. Yeah, just shut the fuck up. Let your agent play other teams to get you an extension at Louisville. You know, the Louisville AD was so pissed, and he was like, but yeah, we're restructuring the deal to make sure blah, blah, blah. Uh, I have seen a couple of players. Uh, there were some tweets that got circulated from Louisville players who were saying, "Look, you know, there's no beef. We got no, pro- no problem. Don't worry about us. We're good." Um, so I don't. I don't know if it's going to be full on mutiny yet. But in a week of just insane college football stories all over the place, Louisville was certainly at the center of one of the dumber ones. <laughs> and I mean, you know, Wake put up 53. This team can score a whole lot oh, yeah, of points. They can. Uh, and, and Louisville feels like they've got quit in them. I, I just, I, they have not looked good over the last month. So yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to be on good old Wake Forest with you. Yeah. And make no mistake. The, the ACC also did Notre Dame a favor. And, and we mentioned this last week, uh, cause Wake's got a dangerous offense. Uh, not that I, I would be completely afraid that Wake would beat Notre Dame. Easy to say that now, obviously, but uh, I don't think Clark Lee is is going to lose sleep at night knowing that he doesn't have to prep for that defense. So, or that offense, excuse me. Sure. Uh, so, yeah. Um, I mean, that's a bullet dodged. And, hey, it is what it is in the ACC, but uh, I don't expect good things to happen for the Cardinals here. Uh, next, we move to the biggest spread here, and that is number one Alabama is a 35-point favorite against Arkansas. 68.5 is the total. Who do you got, Eddie? That's that's a lot of points. Give it me is? the hogs. Give me Ooh, the hogs. Call the hogs. Here's here's what I'm thinking. The last two weeks, you've had Bama going up against rivals. You had the Iron Bowl. You had LSU. You had all the reasons for them to beat the shit out of people. This week, you know they don't care about Arkansas. They really don't. And now they're going to be looking forward to the SEC title game. Not only do I think that they'll be more likely to rest guys in this game and not be out for blood so much. Uh, you know, the really only argument I could think of is both Mac Jones and Devontae Smith, who should actually win the Heisman, trying to pump up their numbers for the Heisman. So we know that Saban isn't going to care about that. And the other thing is on, on the flip side, this Arkansas team is going to fight their ass off. I love what Sam Pittman's doing with this team. Their, their record does not reflect how good this team is. They've gotten screwed out of at least two wins. Maybe three. I don't, I don't know if a team has had so many bad calls go against them in one year as this Arkansas team has, but they are not going to quit. They will fight tooth and nail to the end, and 35, that's just too many. I think they can cover that. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the theory you're going with, but uh, we're not going to have to worry about going hand-in-hand hand this week, Eddie. We, we got the separation very quickly. Uh, I'm going with the tide here. Uh not that it's a no-brainer pick here. I just think just flat-out more talented. Like you said, Arkansas, they will fight. But, man, there's just so much talent stacked on that Alabama roster. They're a murder machine, and and, and they're doing it without even trying. Like it, Because Devonta Smith is just going to end up behind the defense, naturally. I mean, what... <laughs> what he was just what, what did he go off for like three or was it three or four touchdowns like in the first half well i think it was three yeah he had three three and like a buck 80 in the second quarter or just, something ridiculous it's fucking unreal and, and and look obviously you know 
Saban did want to put a hurt on LSU. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but he had that game completely, you know, covered well into like the second quarter. And then they just never looked back. I, I think that's what's going to happen here. I, I do want to say, though, that this one will be highly interesting. Both these teams are seven and two against the number. Alabama, though, has yet to uh, Alabama. If they were on uh, at home, they are five and zero. Oh. The only two times they have failed to cover have been on the road where they're 500. And, Arkansas, and where is this game at? This game is on the road. So yeah. it is interesting. It is a 50-50 shot there. Uh, Arkansas, on the other hand, is 3-1 and one at home. So I, I just I don't like the odds for, for uh, Arkansas just, just with the sheer talent. I just think that there's a talent chasm there, and it's going to end up biting them in the ass. Next up, uh, usually this is a game we pick as like our tiebreaker, Eddie. This, this is what we do at the end of the year where we're, we're, we're so close and we could potentially end in a tie and we actually pick this game. And that is the Army-Navy game. This game is Army is a, apparently the home team, according to how it was listed. Seven point favorites are Army. The total, though, oh, God, this total is beautiful. And, and I'm on the I, I picked the under on tally site just because I, I had to. It, it was right there because the total Eddie is 38 points. Uh, oh, I, I was so mad. I, I looked Sunday to see if my, if my local would have it. They didn't put the game up until yes, the total up until yesterday. Most of the stuff on Twitter said it would open at like 40, 40 and a half. And it was already down to 38. And even though you always bet service Academy unders shit, man, 38 is, Oh, that's, I don't know. It's that's tight. tough. It's tight. <laughs> that's real tough. Uh, look, uh, bottom line, Army is the better team here, but what it comes down to is is this game typically can be played close. Every now and then you'll get one team running away with it. In, in a very weird year where basically, I mean, you know, Navy got to play in the American, so they, they got a few more games under their belt. Army, on the other hand, has not been able to have said luxury and Air Force even less so. So the, the commander in chief trophy is is basically and it, and it typically is it for them, but I think even more so. So I, I expect with the teams playing reduced games, the score does actually go under that 38. So I, I'm not putting any actual space bucks on it. But if I was, I would absolutely do it in a heartbeat just to say I did. Just to say, I took an under in the thirties. <laughs> I've I've done it before. It's it's a hell of a sweat. Oh, I, I mean, just every every touchdown, every field goal. You're like, ooh, ooh, we could have waited for that one to happen a little bit later. Every time they get past midfield, you start itching, man. It's it's a hell of a thing. It's a ride. Uh, but anyway, I'm gonna go ahead and expect a little bit of craziness. I'll expect the game to be close. I'll take Navy and the points. Army to win. Who do you have? Well, uh, one interesting thing, and and the reason why I'm going with Army, they are not technically listed as a home team. They are literally playing at home. This oh, game is actually right. being played yeah. at West Point this year. Ah, I forgot about that because it's not in Baltimore like it usually is. Right. So I think that will be a nice boost for Army. I also can't get the terrible performances that I've seen from Navy at the beginning of the season out of my head. Uh, I I don't trust that defense to make a tackle at all. 
Uh, and I just, I think Army is a little bit more talented this year. This is typically, I mean, we always make the joke about throwing the records out on rivalry games. And, and this is sort of the the key version of that. You almost always expect it to be close. Uh, I don't. I don't feel great about laying a touchdown, but I think Army is that much better this year. We're we're gonna try it. Yeah, not not a whole lot of tickets on the game uh, as, as per usual. Uh, but forty three percent of the tickets, yet ninety five percent of the money is on Army. <laughs> well, this the line's been moving. It yeah. opened at a five point five, spread, five to seven. Now, now if it was six or so, yeah. I mean that's that seems a little bit closer. A full touchdown. That's uh, that's interesting. It shows it shows you they are begging you to take Navy. Yes. Uh, which uh, sort I'm of right into the trap. <laughs> yeah. Well, sort of related to that, I saw last night that uh, the Clemson Notre Dame ACC game opened up with uh, Clemson minus seven and a half, and fuck that hook is just screaming, begging for people to take Notre Dame, which. Does not feel good because that means that <laughs> the house is the house is on Clemson is what that feels like, and I don't, or at least you know obviously they are expecting more money on Clemson. Uh, yeah, way, especially I mean uh, just just around the talk with Trevor Lawrence being back, I, I'm not overly surprised. Yeah, but that uh, that didn't feel good. I would have really wished they'd kept that at seven. All right, well those are the first four picks. We got four more coming up, including the only. Top 25 game on the board, and we'll cover that next. Loyal listeners, as we head into the holiday season, I want to remind you of a charity effort that I do outside of HLS called Gaming for Avon. This is done in honor of a young man who fought against leukemia, but ultimately lost his battle at the age of two. So help me support the Blake Shelton Cancer Research Fund, which supports the hospital where Avon received care, the Children's Hospital Foundation of Oklahoma City. You could do that by going to extralife.ndtext.com. Again, that is extralife.ndtext.com ndtext.com and you can find out more details there including additional streaming efforts that have just a little bit more fun to make your donations well worth it again get those donations in extralife.ndtext.com for the kids for avon All right, we are back, and uh, now it's time like I said, we actually have uh, some top 25 on top 25 violence that is number 17, North Carolina, facing off against number 10, Miami. 67.5 is the total. Miami, a 3.5-point favorite. Eddie, who do you got? It's funny. I haven't heard about Miami in seemingly a month. I kind of feel like after the Clemson game, they kind of got what happened to us after Michigan last year of no matter what you do, nothing's going to matter. And that's interesting. Uh, obviously, I've been riding Miami pretty hard this year. Uh, Derek King has treated me very well, and he is still very, very good at football. We know North Carolina's defense isn't great, and they've now lost several games, and their defense is trash, and they give up points like crazy. I think Miami will be able to take advantage of that. Uh uh, you know, I'm honestly, I'm not even worried about the hook. I think Miami can come out and really just beat the hell out of North Carolina. I, I don't know. North Carolina doesn't have a lot to play for at this point. 
Miami, I guess, no longer has the shot at the ACC game, but you still got a New, a New Year's Six game on the line. A loss here, you probably lose that. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and take Miami. You know what? I'm right there with you. Uh, you hit on it like right at the end there is that they, they got the Orange Bowl to play for. Uh, they got that New Year's Six glory to do to to try to get something positive after the season. After you know, uh, you know, like you said, after the Clemson game, you know that that was kind of it. Like they they knew that the playoff dreams were were pretty much dead in the water unless ultimate chaos came down. Where on the other hand, I, I think the the book is out on North Carolina as as far as the kind of team they are. Uh, when they face more talented teams, they can't do the whole bullshit trying to like come back in the the fourth quarter and actually try to play football. Then uh, Miami's too talented for that to happen. And uh, De'Ara King, it was actually put out in the chat by some people that you know once that QB starts running, USC's UNC's defense really breaks down. And uh, De'Ara King is is not shy about running the football. He can uh, book it. He he can absolutely book it. He could chuck it, and that secondary is pretty garbo to begin with as well. Uh, we you've said it before, Eddie. Sometimes you just got to take the best player on the field. Uh, Sam Howell's good, but De'Ara King's a whole lot better. I, I just don't see this, you know, ending well for Mac Brown and his crew. Uh, a decent team, a solid team, uh, but yeah, three and a half. I, I was with you. I was like, okay, this feels lower than I would have expected it. I would have thought it would be closer to a touchdown. Maybe I'm a little bit too high on De'Aaron King in Miami, but I, I tell you what, the pick feels right. I, I just don't see what North Carolina is playing for at this point uh, because, I mean, I don't know if they could really sneak into Orange Bowl stuff or anything because you still got Clemson hanging around, maybe in the top four. Maybe Notre Dame stays in there, gets knocked out. Who knows? I just feel like they're on the outside looking in right now. So uh, go ahead and give me Miami as well. And then we have what I always call the most visually pleasing game of the year, and that is Southern Cal in the, the Trojan Red and UCLA in those baby blues. Three points is SC favored. UCLA and SC are going to go at this in a 62-point total. Eddie, since I'm going to have to pick two in a row here uh, to lead off, I'm going to let you lead off on this one, sir. Sure. Well, you, you got it on the head. This is the prettiest game in all of football. Uh, I hate doing this, but I'm taking Southern Cal. Uh, I don't think UCLA is that good. Southern Cal obviously has had some hilarious performances this year. But uh, as we saw last week, they finally figured out, yo, let's get the ball to the Pharaoh. Uh, <laughs> right? Um, Amon Ra had himself a hell of a game last week. Hell of a first quarter. <laughs> yeah. I I think he had four touchdowns by halftime, too. Uh, look, Kevlar Slurpee is good. <laughs> I, I will continue to disrespect him because I'm an asshole, but he is a very good quarterback. When they get out of their own way, this is still a very good team. I... The, there is a talent disparity here. I don't know. UCLA, what, you're? I guess you're excited that you got rid of Under Armour and you're going to Jordan? I, I don't know. There's nothing on UCLA that really scares me that much. You know, Dorian Thompson-Robinson's been there for seemingly 11 years and never really been all that good. I still don't think Chip Kelly has a great feel for what he's doing there. I'm going to go with the Trojans. I'm on the Trojans as well. Uh, and honestly, I think uh, 
Vegas has kind of figured out how to handle pandemic spreads a little bit better uh, because SC, uh, they've had some issues with not being able to play due to COVID. So this this has the makings. If the spread was higher, that you'd be a little bit worried. Uh, but even in this rivalry matchup, uh, you know, three, knowing that there might be a little bit of rust feels about right. Uh, but I also think it's a little bit of generous. I think right now with this line, the reason why it's where it is, is that UCLA, look, they've given a couple teams a scare, but we've since learned in the Pac-12 that, hey, nobody's really good, so who gives a shit if UCLA gives Oregon a scare? Does that really matter? <laughs> no, sure doesn't. Oregon State beat them. Uh, so, I mean, look, we, we, you, you made the joke about, you know, the $500 donation if Washington made it into the playoffs. It'd be about the same with Southern Cal right now, even though it's like their only hope, but Look, again, things to play for. The Rose Bowl is pretty much it. Look, they're they're going to probably be in the Pac-12 title game if it still happens. I don't know if they're going to decide to play it in Vegas. They sure as hell can't have it in, in uh, it, where it typically is over in Levi Stadium. So there's a lot of weirdness going on, uh, but I do think SC is just the better team. And like you said, Eddie, if they just they if they lose, they beat themselves. And that's really what this comes down to. I don't think you're going to have it here in a game that uh, you want to win in the shortened season. You had very few games to look forward to. Uh, so trying to beat your crosstown rival, that's right up there. So go ahead and as much as it pains me to do it as well, give me the Trojans. I will fully admit that there's a good 10% of me that picked Southern Cal because I didn't really want to be against you on this game. And knowing <laughs> that you are a noted oh, usc enthusiast there was no doubt that you were going to be on the game whatever fuck you all right <laughs> since since we find ourselves without a notre dame pick uh we're doing what we did last time we had the bye week we're going to keep this at an even eight games so eddie that means you get to throw an extra run on the board so what's the first one you got for me ryan we've got a lot of close game a lot of close spreads let's open it up a little bit let's get a little loose your number 20 Texas Longhorns are taking the perilous journey <laughs> to Lawrence, Kansas. That's right. Horns, Jayhawks, Texas favored by a whopping 30 points. Ryan, who you got? Oh, God. I know who I have straight up in this game. That's an easy pick. Is it? <laughs> well... For the odds, yes, it is an easy pick. It's easy to pick the the very obvious one there as far as straight up, but you kind of hinted at where I'm going to be going with here. Like, for whatever reason, Tom Herman, it, it's not like it happens every year, but in some random situation, Kansas will come up and bite him in the ass, and it's the most fucking hilarious thing in, in the Big 12 right now is Herman having the random Kansas problem. This Kansas squad is really, really bad. I, I don't think Les Miles Crew could pull off the upset, but in a year where the seat is so hot on Tom Herman, Eddie, doesn't it just feel right that we lean into the chaos and that this game is way closer than it should be and that Texas is on the road? Herman all of a sudden is fighting for his job at halftime and the Texas players are, oh, shit, here we go again. You know what? I'll... <laughs> I hate this. I cannot believe I'm going to do this. <laughs> but 30 is way too many fucking points for this weird-ass game. God, give me the Jayhawks. Fuck me. Who do you got? 
Well, Ryan, I don't know if this will make you feel better or worse. I'm taking Kansas as well. Thank God. <laughs> Tom At least Herman, I can't lose ground. <laughs> well, you know, you've got, and, and I thought about springing the trap again, but I actually think it's the right play. Uh, you know, the last time that a coach was perilously on the hot seat in Austin and ended the season with Kansas. <laughs> it didn't end well. <laughs> didn't go too well for Charlie Strong. Uh, Herman has played Kansas three times. The biggest margin of victory in those games, 15. I don't understand that for the life of me. Just how? Last, last year, they barely scraped by in a 50-48 to 48 thriller. Uh, and the year before, they only won by a touchdown in Lawrence. And that the game last year was on the Longhorn Network, which I think is the only time I have actually actually seeked out and found the Longhorn Network on my TV. Saw it, if you will. Oh, okay, that makes sense, too. (laughs) English! Uh, You know, words are tricky. They are. You know, Texas woke up last week. Their offense finally looked like what it should have looked like all year, putting up a very nice 69 on K-State. But you look at the rest of the year, and it hasn't been fantastic. Uh, I don't know. 30, 30 feels like too much. Even the, let's be serious, this Kansas team fucking sucks. So even for bad. Kansas. <laughs> the only good player they had quit already, which who could blame him? I, this team is trash for sure. But on Texas's side, you know, you don't know if your coach is going to stay or go. My prediction, I don't think they fire him this year. Uh, with A, there was too much remaining on the contract. You've got a weird year here that you could write everything off. You don't really want to mess with your recruiting. I don't know who you're going to go get at this point. Urban Meyer's already turned you down. Uh, you know you're not going to get Saban. You tried that once. <laughs> I think the only way that he gets fired is if he pulls to Charlie Strong and loses to Kansas on Saturday. I don't even think it's worth a sprinkle, but I think they can keep this game somewhat close. Certainly within 30. Yeah, that's just too big of a number. All right, you got one more for me. Go ahead. Let me have it. And the last one. In a match featuring arguably a game of the year participant, San Diego State going to the storming Mormons of BYU. BYU. Laying 16 and a half at home to the Aztecs. Ryan, can they recover? Oh, man. Look, that game, let's just say we mentioned it on on the pod, and you said that BYU would wax Coastal and it wouldn't be close. Uh, that, that, was, that was expensive for your boy. <laughs> I, had, I had them fairly, uh, fairly loaded up both by themselves, and it killed a parlay for me. That was... That did not go how I thought it was going to go. <laughs> oh, but it, it was a hell of a game. I'm glad that matchup got put together because it was a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, one of the best endings that we got for the year, too. Uh, just just a bonkers great game. Um, look, uh, BYU, I'm sure they're going to be angry. And uh, I'll be honest, I know very little about San Diego State. Like As soon as I saw that this was what he was going to pick on me, I'm like, God damn it, I don't know what I'm going to do here. So I start looking around at, at numbers and stuff, and and I had one Eddie that just jumped out at me, and I'm like, okay, now this got easy. I got a principal play here, Eddie. You know what that Ooh. principal is? Uh, betting against Brady Hook. N- no, 
that's not a bad one <laughs> because it, it, while it's not bad, that's actually not the direction I'm going. I'm actually going with Brady Hoke in San okay. Diego State. Here is why, because I have never, ever fucking seen this before. That's why it's becoming a principal play. 61% of the tickets, Eddie. I know we don't have many, but 99% of the fucking money, 99% of the money is on the Cougs. And this line has moved a point. It opened at 15 and a half. That is not much movement for that kind of action. Now, I don't know if we got a bunch of little rinky dink bets going on here. I have never seen 99% up on Action Network in my life. <laughs> so, you know what? I'm just going to go with the theory. Buildings are tall and shiny, and everybody back behind the desk at the book is just fucking cracking up, watching it. They're counting the money already, Eddie. They're just watching it come in and already counting it. It's already in the, the win for them. So, yeah, 99% money. Fuck that shit. I ain't going with the public here. Go ahead and give me the Aztecs. I cannot believe I'm betting on a Brady fucking Hoke team. But here we are. Who do you got, Eddie? Um, you know, I saw that on Action Network. And if you'll recall, kind of early on this year, we had a couple of games where they were like 97, 98% on Wednesday. But then closer to the game, it had become a much more reasonable number. I'm That, to me, means that they don't have proper intel. I don't think that can be right. There's no way that's right. I have never 99%. Yeah, we had <laughs> a couple. 61% of was, the tickets. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, we had a couple early on that were like 98%, 96%. It's, I don't know. It's a weird deal. Uh, I'd have to go back through my notes to see if I could find them. Uh, so this game, I, I also put it on the board because I, I wanted to talk about the Coastal game. And... This is a really interesting matchup to me. BYU, I mean, their offense has a lot of talent. You know, you've got, he's he's not going to win the Heisman, but you've got a quarterback who is probably going to get invited to, well, the Zoom call from New York for in Zach Wilson. <laughs> but San Diego State is a team built on defense. Uh, you know, Brady Hoke is easy for us to make jokes about. I'm, I'm going to actually be sincere here. He looks great. He's lost like really 70 has. pounds since he was at Michigan. He's he's really put things together, and I'm I'm happy for the guy. It's you know what? Good for you. Amazing uh, what happens when you move out of Ann Arbor, go to San Diego, and be like, huh, <laughs> life is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. No, I think he's, he's put things together well, so uh, props to him for that. You know, San Diego State is a defensively-minded team. They've had some tough losses, but at the same time, I think you've got a BYU team that their season just got blown up. You've got a quarterback who's dealing with some shoulder issues, as we heard several times last week, mm -hmm. and took a beating. Coastal was all up in his ass that entire game. I think he's going to be a little bit, a uh, little bit hurting. And I like San Diego State's defense, and I don't know where BYU's head is going to be coming off that loss. So all that being said, I'm going to take the Aztecs as well. Give me all them points. And this one, um, if my local quits being a coward about <laughs> money lines on games that are over two scores, 
I was I, I like I was so ready to bet Indiana last week, and it just wasn't it. Oh, it wasn't that there. Sucks. I was so mad. But uh, yeah, let's go. Uh, let's go Aztecs on that one. All right. Well, we differ in two games, so there is a chance that things can uh, start swinging back in, in one of our favors. So not too bad. Uh, but yeah, uh, just just a bunch of weird storylines uh, have been going on. But Eddie, before we go, you there was a weirder one, and you said you wanted to save it for the show. So what? And it was in like the Mountain West area. Is what what happened to it? Was a UNLV? You said you had uh, some yeah. uh, juicy news there. Early earlier this week on Twitter, UNLV's quarterback busted out the notes post apology on Twitter. Uh, have you heard of the reality show Below Deck? No, is it? That sounds like some kind of. Let me let me see if I can guess it by by the name of it. Uh, really rich ass white people on a yacht. Pretty much, yeah. It's it. I guess follows some sort of like mini yacht and the crew and all the shenanigans that go on there. And the quarterback for UNLV, I guess, in the off season, took a nice little trip with some of his buddies. And according to the apology, the producers approached him and said, "Hey." We've got this thing where you can do a sushi a sushi dinner off of a nude model. It'll oh. be great for the show. You should do it. <laughs> and like any college kid would instantly say, Fuck yes, yeah. of course, I'm into that. Uh, well, what was funny is some story had pictures of it. And like the model had giant leaves all over her. So you couldn't even see anything. Yeah, I, I've, so, I've seen pictures of that bit before. It looks... God, I feel incredibly awkward for whoever has to just lie there. Like, what if you got to pee? <laughs> like, what? Like, are you allowed to respond? Can you talk? Do you just sit there? Like, it's such a well, what if some deal. asshole, you know, because, you know, red blooded males are very, very intelligent creatures. What if some asshole decides to just start poking you with the damn chopsticks? Chops, sure. Can, can you reach over and, and knock the piss out of them? Because I sure hope you can. <laughs> I'm sure there's got to be a either a article or an interview or a a tell-all memoir of former nude sushi girl. <laughs> Memories of a be, sushi nude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it would be fascinating. But uh, the quarterback got onto his notes app and and apologized because this was unbecoming of the quarterback at a at a large school like UNLV and he he felt he apologized for bringing shame to the university and and the alumni and the boosters and blah 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 and I'm sitting here like this is the school that gave us Tark the fucking shark yeah I was like this wait is, a second the university this is precisely <laughs> yeah this is precisely what I would want out of the quarterback at UNLV come on now because this this was pre-COVID times right all this yeah, shit yeah I guess yeah, it was, I guess, in the off-season last year. Yeah, so... But I guess the episode would have just aired, right? what prompted this. Which we do have some of that stuff going on, and you get all the disclaimers that it was actually filmed back in the before times or whatever. But yeah, that. so he, he seriously apologized for that. Yeah, I mean, I'm... 
it had to be that the AD was right over his shoulder and made him do it, or he was going to get benched or something. <laughs> but like, press send on that right now. Press send, motherfucker. <laughs> like, you know, you're not at BYU. You're at UNLV. This is exactly what I want out of you. Like, that's who seems, would hear this and be like, this is this is great. That's, that's our guy. For all things that you could have happen, like in and around Las Vegas, like that seems unbelievably tame. Yeah, but I, I thought that was great. You could have already heard about this story if you tune into the hit podcast oh. about the fantastic NBC show Las Vegas Pod at the Montecito. That's right, Pod at the Montecito. Hit us up at Montecito Pod on Twitter. Uh, you would have already heard that story. So so now I know why Eddie wanted to save this story. Another fucking shameless plug for Pod at the Montecito. <laughs> it, was, it was not just for the shameless plug. It was a... It was a very funny story that I wanted to make sure you had heard, but yeah, I was going to go ahead and fire that one off. That's that's incredible. I love it. But yeah, that that is exactly what I would expect at the quarterback of the University of Las Vegas. Like, really, really, uh, how did that bring shape to that university? No, it's it's awesome. It's exactly weren't weren't what they you the ones that got cool. involved in that nasty ass brawl like a year or two ago? If I remember right, weren't they one of the teams involved in that? I was just, that? Was it them in Wyoming? It was something. It was like the, just a big, like actual brawl, not like a little shoving match with helmets on, but like nah, shit being thrown. Like I, I'm pretty sure yeah, you know, no, it was one of them. Like that's it might have been. That's bringing some shame. Like that that shit was out of line. But nude sushi, I can't. Oh god, don't, don't you just know going through his mind? He's like, oh man, I'm the fucking king right now. I got cameras. Oh, yeah, he's I got him and his boys are loving life. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Oh god. Below deck, huh? Oh god. Also sounds like some kind of CDS strip club too. Probably in and around. uh, I was gonna say they've they've got nude sushi, so I'm sure you can get some strippers on that boat if you want. (laughs) All right. Well, Eddie, uh, thank you for for that story. Uh oh, we got corrected in chat. It's uh UNLV Nevada. All right, yeah. So I knew it was one of them. Okay, okay, okay. All right, but uh, go ahead and send us out, sir, on this uh, surprise mystery by week. Kids, the table is set. The path is clear. We've got a week off, and then we get Clemson again. You win, you're obviously in the playoffs. You keep it close, you're probably still in the playoffs. Uh, I know a lot of people today were mad about Ohio State. Really, the only team that has a legit gripe is Indiana. And the thing is, Ohio State beat Indiana. So I I don't think anyone did, would deny that that's the better team. There's no reason the rule should have been made at the jump anyway. Like I never understood what the purpose of the rule was for the Big Ten. But whenever you don't understand why something happens in college football or you think something's unfair, remember, this is only to make people a lot of money. And that was going to make more people money. So... And if nothing else, shout out to Jack Swarbrick who popped off today with oh, the. Oh, that was uh, beautiful. Well, I'm I'm really glad to hear that uh, people don't have a problem <laughs> with you know a lack of twelve games or not being in a conference title or whatever. Fucking and genius. oh, by the way, thanks ACC for the fling, but we're definitely fucking done with y'all. <laughs> just laying it down two weeks before the championship game. I love it. We I'm I'm gonna just be blasting cult of personality for the next week and a half. BK Punk is coming to take your ACC title and leave through the crowd with it, ne'er to be seen again. Let's fucking go. 
Go Irish. Hell gambler. All right. And one more thing before we dismount. Uh, if y'all hadn't heard yet, uh, former Irish player Lewis Nix, uh, victim of what seems to be just a random, not really very targeted crime based on what uh, was going on. Uh, but he had a post on IG Live last night where he was in the ambulance with a gunshot wound. Uh, wasn't sure if he was going to make it. Thankfully, uh, we have had an update uh, from Big Lou himself, Irish Chocolate. Uh, that he is okay, he is stable, but he will need some surgery on his lung. Uh, you know, I am super glad that he is has pulled through for now. So continued prayers for you, big man. I uh, hope you come out the other side okay, because uh, man, couldn't have been an, a nicer person, and and that shit happens. Just fuck you, twenty twenty. Yeah, fuck you. for sure. Pray, prayers, prayers up for Big Lou. Uh, I'm very very happy to see the uh, the update that he was in stable condition today. All right. Well, that said, y'all, that's going to do it for us. We will be off tomorrow. So make sure you come join us Sunday over here on twitch.tv slash Royal Sons. And of course, make sure to subscribe to the podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever you happen to get your podcast feed of that. Make sure to join us over at Discord at HerLoyalSons.com slash Discord. Of course, you can always find us at HerLoyalSons.com. Till next time, y'all, go Irish, beat COVID, beat Tigers. Have a good one.